Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Rusty Quill presents... Hey everyone, Alexey Tolander here. Before we get this week's Behind the Ostium started, I just wanted to talk about the Ostium Sagas. It's a spin-off series I've come up with where Steve finds an ancient tome hidden in the Ostium network and begins recording the stories within its pages of people going through Ostium doors and getting stuck in whatever time they're in. Right now it's only being released on our Patreon. However, you can get instant access to the number of episodes already released by becoming a patron at any level. To do that, all you have to do is head on over to patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast and become a member for as little as $1 or $2 a month and start listening to this original series. New episodes are released every week and the Ostium Saga is going to be running for a long time. Once again, that's patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. Okay, on with this week's Behind the Ostium. Welcome to another Behind the Ostium and now we're diving into the final, final episode of Season 4. Episode 40, Last Accidental Hero, Part 2. So, Dwayne, did you know this was the season finale? I mean, I know I, I would say I set up um, these seasons usually with 10 episodes, so you kind of know it. But do you check with um, shows when you listen to podcasts to see when the finale episode is so you know it's coming? I believe I did know. Um, mm-hmm. And it could just be that I was expecting it was the 10th in the season, so I was expecting mm-hmm. it to be. Um, I generally don't read the show notes until after I listen to it. Mm. So um, I don't, I don't generally check a show's website either for um, like, if they're plotting out, here's all the release dates for the season. I don't generally do that either. Um, And it's usually just because sometimes I'm catching up um, with shows and I may be listening to the season finale months after the fact. And sometimes it can, yeah, so then you kind of just leave it as a complete surprise because unlike with reading a book, you kind of know when you're coming towards the end because you can feel how many pages are left. So right. <laughs> with, with ebooks, it can be a little tricky, especially if they have extra stuff on the end that you don't even know about. <laughs> True. And again, to make a um, Stranger Things reference, because I'm working through that final episode, that is the ninth episode of the season. Um, but it's two and a half hours long. I mean, I don't know why they, I don't know if they were contractually obligated to only do nine episodes when it should have clearly been 10 to 12, but it's just interesting. Anyway, random point. Um, in this final episode, we have specific music to set the atmosphere for it. Um, but I also sound designed a kind of um, like a palette of background sound to show that they're in this totally different and unique place that doesn't end until they leave whatever the strange place is. And that was totally intentional. Um, with Monica's description, we know that this is the other ostium that Steve was in before. Um, again, the audience is familiar with it, but it's new to, to Monica. Um, and then we get um, kind of a little back and forth again, where we can switch to Jake's POV. And so one, you know, he's alive, <laughs> always important. Um, 
and but with the same kind of atmospheric sound design you know he's in the same place as her and so um like the beginning of the season it's going to be a setup where they now need to find each other well jake doesn't know monica's there but monica's now got to go find him and kind of track him down actually yeah so that's pretty much like a like a kind of mirroring effect from the beginning of the season when they knew something else was out there and they didn't know it was the people they knew um Again, it's something the listener is fully aware of, um, but the characters don't, and that helps to ramp up the tension and drama as the listener wonders how it's all going to fall out. Um, we have Jake theorizing as to how they got to this state and what this thing is that brought him in here, that dragged him through. Um, he doesn't know if the ideas he come up with um, will turn out to be something that I might use in the future of Ostium. We'll see. I'm just playing around with stuff, but again, all this stuff I'm just writing as I'm, you know, working it out on the page. So a lot of them are just ideas coming into my head. And if they work for the character, they stay. Um, with Jake thinking the creature is after him, now we know exactly what it is. It makes sense. It's coming after Jake. Other Jake isn't there. So it's coming for him and can sense his power. The reason the creature doesn't just kill Jake is because it knows it's not the right Jake that there's something odd about it. He knows it's a Jake, but not <laughs> the Jake that it truly wants, but it still knows that it's a Jake that's important to have in its captivity. Um, it's still got a lot of anger stuff, a lot of anger issues going on with this creature from what's been going on with it. And so it wants to do something against this other Jake. Um, we have the intentional mimicry with the mid-season episode with the back and forth of Monica and Jake, but things are a lot more tense now. Uh, with the voice, we now know for sure it's the creature from the end of season three, because you can hear it, um, though this is the first time Monica is hearing it. Um, I had fun doing fake out with the creature coming for Jake and turns out to be, oh yes, Monica, that bit where <laughs> Jake thought he was about to get the showdown with the creature and he thought his number was up and it was Monica. <laughs> Did that work for you, Joanne? I do remember being surprised, but <laughs> um, I don't remember it being a total surprise. Mm -hmm. it, it definitely was one of those it, like you were saying, you're you're definitely doing things throughout the entire story to in this episode specifically to build mm -hmm. the tension. Right. So it was a little bit of a I don't want to say comic relief, but almost comic mm -hmm. relief when yeah. they they realize who each other is. Well, and again, when you have constant building and building of tension, and again to point out Stranger Things, which has two and a half <laughs> hours of basically building tension, and you're like, this is a lot to take an emotional toll on me. I need to like you know go take a break and stare at the sun for a while. Um, and it's one of those things that works so great on TV, but I think it still worked well in the podcast form. Yes. Um, so as we have the final showdown, we realize that the creature is able to adapt and overcome their attack as they start fighting it. And so I had to come up with a way, well, they need to, you know, basically turn up their attack to 11 in some ways. And then I had to pick up a nerdy joke and go with Ghostbusters and to cross the streams. I guess I could have gone with, we need to go turn to number 11, but crossing the streams worked better. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, both would have worked, but that one works yeah. good. Um, I didn't know as I was writing it that this wasn't an evil creature once it was beaten and was just really a helpless being that had gone through so much. Um, again, as I was writing it, it just felt like a monster. But then once they've reduced it and it's given up and it's just collapsed, um, 
Jake and Monica really can realize this and have empathy for and sympathy about what it's been through um, because they probably surmise that after everything they've gone through too, this might be a similar being because unless it's other evil Jake, they know everyone else has gotten screwed in the Osteo network. Um, so the obvious next step is to help her, to reassure and support her, just like they had done for each other for so long. When I was writing this episode, I felt pretty sure they were all going to make it back okay. But as I got to the specific point, Jake made it clear he wasn't going to be able to make it with how weak he was, even though he didn't want to let anyone know he couldn't do it because he's Jake. Um, if I got gone with the having them all get back and everyone just being perfect and happy, it might have felt like a little too far-fetched, like I'd pushed Jake too much. Um, this felt right for, for the show and the story, and I think it worked really well as an extra level of conflict then to have things turn out not just how you thought. Um, again, we have the similarity with the end of season two with Jake being gone and Monica being left back at the Austin Network. But again, I wanted to change things up again as I'm writing it. Um, and so Monica makes the creature open an ostium up for her to get her through. Um, it gave me a chance to have Monica yell the F word really loud, which I'm sure she enjoyed George enjoyed <laughs> recording many times and play around with that. Um, at this point, Monica knows she's abandoning Steve for Jake, um, especially after finding him so soon. Um, she knows it's a big sacrifice, but she does it because she loves Jake more. And I think because she knows Steve is relatively safe here at the Offsteam Network. Jake can be anywhere and it's going to take her to go find him and save his ass, basically. Um, and so she doesn't even care where she ends up. She just needs to go through the Ostium and try and find him. And that's how it ends. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What have you got, Dwayne? So... Um, I did have a note about the creature being angry and 
Mm -hmm. at the time when you're hearing the first interactions between Jake and the creature, you're not really sure why it's so angry. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I wasn't really sure what it wanted to do to Jake or why. Mm-hmm. So the, the just the fact that you were saying she was more angry at the evil Jake, but this was a Jake and she was ready yeah. to take out any any kind of frustration she may have had on any Jake that happened to be around. Right. Um, that makes a lot more sense, especially with what I know comes later. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Yeah. And what, what, what she's gone through to, to where she is now. It, yeah, it all exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the the description of the clock tower. Um, which just stretched up into infinity. It was it was mm-hmm. a good good visual for a podcast. You always want those visuals. <laughs> um, and when Jake opens the door back to the Ostium network to the rock, um, I do remember thinking by what I can't remember exactly what he was saying, but he was saying mm-hmm. something. I'm like, he's not gonna even attempt to save himself. Oh, and then cool. I, you know it, it sort of fulfilled itself that no he didn't mm-hmm. um yeah and i didn't know where it was going to end after that so i was really shocked when monica then had the creature open an ostium for her to dive through dive right through into season five so to speak and yeah. and you know attempt to to go save jake when i, I remember thinking about it and i'm like we know when people are around jake they seem to have a little bit more control mm-hmm. over what happens with the doors but yeah. when he's not around i just assumed everybody was and had no control so she was like diving wildly into you know some kind of a a randomizer and who knew I where mean, it was going to spit around really, if you think about it yeah it could be anywhere anytime <laughs> correct yeah but but yeah the uh it was it was a, for cliffhangers. It was a really good cliffhanger. And the only thing she knew was it wasn't the Ostium Network. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. And, well, that'd be yep. really terrible luck to open an Ostium <laughs> right behind you. <laughs> um, and again, I think as I was writing it, I, I don't remember because it's years ago now. But I feel like this was a um, I stuck with what I was writing here with Monica needing to find him. And then after that, I came up with the concept of. Wouldn't it be cool if she was jump or they were jumping around on different shows and doing crossovers and that kind of inspired all that? It wasn't a I came up with that concept first and then, you know, came up with this last scene to kind of link it together. Um, it just uh, this one came first and then I came up with the idea for doing crossover episodes in season five, which we'll get to eventually. Yeah, it definitely worked well. Mm-hmm. Good, good job on brain and characters doing what they need to do. <laughs> changing things up especially after the end of um, season three where steve and jake go through and are doing it just fine even though they're similarly exhausted running away from the creature yeah is that all you got that's all i have all right so that wraps up finally season four of ostium um i'm not sure like i said my schedule is getting a little more secure now so you might be able to start doing some season five stuff but i have to start going through and doing some notes on that um but uh any last thoughts for season four thinking back on the whole season it it had a really good arc Mm -hmm. um the way that it had the characters interacting yeah and I don't, there, there was there was definitely a lot of growth. I mean, because Monica yeah. got to a point at one time mm-hmm. where she was 
not trusting what Steve was saying. And, you know, so it was, it was definitely a lot of answering conflict resolution. <laughs> yeah. I answered yeah, I mean, stuff, the, you know, instead of just asking a hundred more. <laughs> um, the, yeah. That's, that's yeah. true. That's true. Thinking about that, it answered more questions than it asked. Which is rare. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, the really the only question that you're thinking about by the end of the season finale is where are Jake and Monica? Where are they now? At? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because, we learned more about Steve too, and that we didn't know and, and Zhang and just everyone's kind of grown. Yeah. In advance. Right. And you, yeah. f- you feel those two are, are, like you said, more or less safe on the rock. Mm-hmm. That's probably um, the other reason too. Monica, I'm sure could have seen some of that with the two of them. And again, leaving Steve on the Austin network with Zhang felt like, you know, leaving them in control of a super quantum AI. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Undaria Algae Body Oil and Undaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.